From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Here we go already, July 26, 2015. It is time for the WIA National News. Now, a quiz question to start off the news. What travels more than 110,000 kilometres to go around the globe in eight weeks, setting a new distance record for amateur radio? Well, if you answered that helium-filled picofoil party-type balloon PS46, you would be correct. The solar power balloon that went up on May 23 completed two circumnavigation to the Southern Hemisphere before weather forced it into the Indian Ocean on July 18. Carrying an amateur radio payload, it was launched by Andy VK3YT. It crossed South America and South Africa before completing the loop twice by floating over Australia. Andy VK3YT described it as an exciting but also an exhausting time for many hardcore trackers. He praised their perseverance that ensured tracking almost around the clock. He also thanked all the new trackers that have come on board to help, and the veteran trackers. More than 20 regular trackers and many others followed the high-altitude balloon using data on HF in Whisper and JT9 via a 25-milliwatt transmitter. After leaving Queensland on its 55th day, tracked by VK1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and 7, it began a third trip around the hemisphere. Throughout the trip, the balloon was often heard by Bob ZL2RS, who was in an elevated rural area in New Zealand's north. On leaving South Africa near Durban Saturday, July 18, it headed southeast, and almost 8,000 kilometres from its starting longitude in Australia, encountered bad weather and was lost. The record flight achievement is not the end of it. Andy VK3YT is planning his next balloon, and the tracking network just can't wait. Hopefully, if the Pico tracks a little northwest of Broome, it doesn't head further and discover that ash cloud from Java. These continuing volcanic eruptions near Bali have caused the Denpasar Airport and others to be closed for long periods, disrupting holiday plans by thousands of tourists. Mount Rung began to spew lava and ash late last month. The ash could become molten glass in aircraft engines. Flights had resumed with a big backlog, but closed again due to a wind change. The Organisi Amateur Radio Indonesia, OARI, is working closely with the Government Agency on Disaster Management, the Weather Bureau and the Volcanology Department. It uses data from an instrument set up by Yogi Akata, Province Headquarter Chairman, Professor Sonano, YB2YOU. The information is gathered, then sent by Arari repeaters, the internet and social media. Indonesia has 130 active volcanoes, and occasionally they do disrupt flights. A group that certainly won't be climbing volcanoes, but just about everything else in its path, is the VK1 Soda Group. They're planning a simultaneous activation of local peaks on Sunday morning, August the 2nd, for two to three hours. Planned activations are in detail in this week's text edition. Smart Meter Radiation Audit. The electromagnetic radiation from electric smart meters has been found to be significantly below safe exposure limits, but those opposed to the technology aren't convinced. 
a Victorian government independent audit puts them lower than a baby monitor, microwave oven or even a mobile phone. The technology sends a regular signal on power consumption in a way that can ultimately mean providers can offer cheaper electricity when the demand is not great. The inquiry, which came amid claims that technology made people sick, found that based on radio frequency levels, there was no link between ill health and smart meters. The organisation, Stop Smart Meters Australia, dismisses the finding because it failed to determine what it was that was making the people ill. Further down the log today, Jason VK2LAW will also bring us a story dismissing radiation exposure. Pirate broadcaster find in VK. An illegal FM transmitter broadcasting in southwest Victoria resulted in a court appearance with a 26-year-old Portland man charged under the Radio Communications Act. The man pleaded guilty in the magistrate court, was fined $600 and ordered to forfeit all his radio equipment. The Australian Communication and Media Authority laid the charges after it investigated interference complaints in March this year. Outside the court, the ACMA said the man who had worked in radio was transmitting from a vehicle playing Aussie pub rock music. It was also claimed that the man was trying to sell advertising and sponsorship for his commercial-like broadcasts. The conviction renewed some calls for a class licence fee frequency on the FM broadcast band for use by all who wanted to broadcast. The rock of Jimboomba? Although the ACMA has allowed access to the FM band for short-front advertising and tour operators in the past, the idea of a free broadcast slot was not being considered. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. WIA Board Talk. And, as was mentioned at the WIA AGM in Canberra, when many of the members actually spoke out about how they didn't hear news from the WIA, it really would be great if we could hear from the WIA board itself on this WIA news broadcast. All right, with that, let's have a look at ANZAC 100 as we still commemorate our wartime efforts right through the year. This is the last day of a RITI-only commemoration by VK100 ANZAC with John McRae, VK5PO and friends, aiming to make many thousands of DX contacts. On Saturday, August 1, the Waverley Amateur Radio Society commemorates the 2nd Australian Division Signals Company raised at Heliopolis, Cairo, with its number 2 section landing at the Dardanelles August 20, 1915. It saw action in communication support of the Battle of Hill 60, the last major assault at the Gallipoli campaign prior to the evacuation in December that year. The 2nd Australian Division Signal Company also was on the Western Front in France and Belgium from 1916 to 18. A descendant of this 2nd Australian Division Signals Company is based at Randwick in Sydney's inner eastern suburbs. The Waverley Amateur Radio Society from its Rose Bay Scout Hall Club Rooms will activate VK100 Anzac next Saturday, August the 1st, until Wednesday the 5th. That's UTC time on 40, 20 metres plus Echo Link and D-Star. The broadcast will start with a message from the Honourable Malcolm Turnbull MP, Member for Wentworth and Minister for Communications. Full details of the Anzac 100 program can be found on wia.org.au. WIA AGM 2016 bookings looking good. 
There has been a quick response to the posting of further details and a booking form for the Wireless Institute of Australia's annual general meeting and open forum in May on Norfolk. The details are on the WIA website for May 27-29-2016 event. Some have indicated that the WIA AGM will be combined with other activities in the tourist destination that has many interesting attractions and duty-free shopping. Among the weekend program of events, there will be use of both the VK100 Anzac and VI9 Anzac call signs under the Anzac 100 program, visits to summits on the air or soda sites and lots, lots more. The WIA has been able to negotiate some good prices for flights from Sydney and Brisbane, a range of accommodation and event venues identified. A detailed email was sent to those who expressed interest in the destination, either at the Canberra AGM or later. Based on that support, the WIA board looked at the options available and finalised the cost for airline travel and accommodation. The result, it believes, is a fantastic deal, slightly less than predicted in the presentation made at Canberra. Several accommodation locations have a limit on the number of rooms available. These are available for booking now, with a deposit, of course, being required. For the WIA 2016 AGM on Norfolk Island and the booking form, visit wia.org.au. The Men's Shed talks about ham radio. In the Men's Shed Australia publication, the Shed Online, is an answer to a question. It has discussed amateur radio as an activity that could socialise, network, make friends and share skills. The lengthy article tells how to access and enjoy amateur radio, describing it as directly fitting the men's shed target audience, involving senior members training and assisting the younger or newer ones and building up mentor relationships. The article begins with an explanation of the history, then the modern activities, equipment both new and second-hand, the DIY aspect and the Wireless Institute of Australia's role. The WIA website has important information for those who wish to enter amateur radio, with many beginners starting with a foundation licence, with part of the training available from some local clubs. The Shed Online article has received favourable responses, including a recent foundation licence holder who enjoys it as a pastime, and another wanting to know which men's shed already have radio amateurs who can help. The opportunity to promote amateur radio through the 1,000 men's shed groups in Australia was discussed at the WIA annual general meeting on the Sunshine Coast back in May 2014. The Shed Online article gives it further support. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au What use is an F-call? If you've just gained your licence and you're still not sure what to do with it, I can strongly recommend that you have a go at the Remembrance Day contest. It's an annual event where amateurs spend 24 hours commemorating the cessation of hostilities in the Pacific. The contest happens every year on the weekend closest to the 15th of August and runs from Saturday at 0300 UTC until Sunday 0300 UTC. The aim is to make as many contacts as possible between amateurs in Australia, New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. All said, using amateur speak, VK, ZL and P2. I hear you asking, how does it work? Very simple. One station calls CQ Contest, something like this. 
CQ Contest, CQ Contest, CQ Remembrance Day Contest. This is Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo, VK6, FLAB, CQ Contest. At that point, you shut your mouth for a few beats and then you start again. If all goes to plan, you'll hear another station saying, Victor Kilo 6, Whiskey India. At that point, you'll say something like, VK6, Whiskey India, you are 59004. They, in return, would say something like, Thank you for the 59004, VK6FLAB, you're 59083. Then you'd say, Thank you, CQ Contest, VK6FLAB, and you start again. In that interaction, I've sent my call sign to VK6WI, and he's sent his back. I've also sent him a signal report, the 5 and 9 part, and the exchange, which for this contest is the number of years that you've had a license. I'd enter these things into my contest log, which I strongly recommend should be VKCL. If this is too steep as a learning curve, and you might feel a little daunted, you can always participate with another station. Find a local club who's going to participate and join in. The RD contest is an excellent way to get your feet wet in contesting, and it's simple to participate. New F calls have won several awards over the years, so all you need to do is get going. The RD contest, do it for fun, learning and remembrance. And remember to put your login. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the southeast of South Australia and western border districts of Victoria, it's relayed on the four network two metre repeaters of Mount Gambier, Narracourt, Kingston, and Bordertown at 9 a.m. each Sunday. This is John, VK5DJ from the Southeast Radio Group. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. ARRL looking for new CEO. After a long service to the American Amateur Radio Relay League, ARRL, and amateur radio generally around the world through the International Amateur Radio Union, Dave Sumner, Kilo 1 Zulu Zulu, is to retire in May next year. On the ARRL full-time staff for 44 years, he had held various titles including Secretary, General Manager and the Chief Executive Officer since 2001. His dedication and involvement is outstanding. He understands and embraces the many spheres of activity within amateur radio. This includes digital modes, emergency communications, through to a leadership role taking the battle with interference from broadband over powered lines. Dave Kilo One Zulu Zulu has his finger on the pulse of everything major when it comes to amateur radio, including license trends, new technology and a lot more. He is an active radio amateur, heard during contests and rag chewing, an Anzac Day contact with Victor India 3 Anzac at Lake Boga in northwest Victoria, again showed his involvement in the hobby. Much more can be said of Dave, Kilo 1 Zulu Zulu, but will be left until his intended retirement at 67 on May 1st 2016. It's hoped that he will remain involved in some capacity because of his vast knowledge. The FCC will close 11 field offices. The closures are in the cities of Anchorage, Buffalo, Detroit, Houston, Kansas City, Norfolk, Philadelphia, San Diego, San Juan, Seattle and Tampa. 
This list is scaled back dramatically from the original plan to close nearly all of the FCC's field offices. It's a tough decision, said FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler. He continued saying Congress has ordered that we spend less. We've been told to do with less. The vote was 5-0. A re-vote is in the works among members of the International Amateur Radio Union on whether to admit the Republic of Kosovo's National Amateur Radio Association. A previous membership vote, taken last year, failed narrowly when 49 votes were cast in favour, just shy of the 51 needed to formally recognise Kosovo. Although the two necessary votes for approval arrived not long after the member voting had concluded, the timing rendered the votes ineligible for being counted, according to IARU Secretary Rod Stafford, Whiskey 6 Romeo Oscar Delta. In an email to IARU members, Stafford urged a revote as soon as possible. The Republic of Kosovo, which declared independence from Serbia in 2008, has had a formal amateur radio organisation known by the letters SHRAK since 2000. In 2008, however, the government set aside the call sign of Zulu 6 for the nation's hams, as amateur radio began to establish a stronghold. The IARU Monitoring System newsletter reports Russian over-the-horizon radar, OTH, disturbs large parts of the amateur radio 14 MHz band. They also report on mysterious signals in Alpha 3 Echo Mode AM on 28065, 28345, 28701 and 28901 MHz from Gabon Daily and All Day. They have a rising carrier and both sidebands with dots every 60 seconds. Amateur radio and SWL reception should be great. Echo India, Amateur Radio Wedding. The wedding of Mark Condon, Echo India 6, Juliet Kilo, to Ingrid Chadwick, Echo India 1692 from Castlereagh in Roscommon, is taking place this Saturday UTC. There will be many Echo India ops in attendance, including the IRTS Vice President Jim Hollihan, Echo India 4 Hotel Hotel, and representatives from Shannon Basin Radio Club, East Cork Radio Club, South Dublin Radio Club, and Dundalk ARS. There will be two guests from France, Xavier, Fox 5, November Tango Zulu, and Jean-Michel, Foxtrot 4, Delta Lima Mike, who were with Mark on the Juan Fernandez 3 Golf Zero Zulu D expedition earlier this year. Another friend, Tos, Echo India, Juliet Delta, will also be in attendance as the photographer. We wish Mark and Ingrid best wishes for their future. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ 2015 and beyond. 1010 International Summer Contest August 1 and 2. Remembrance Day Contest August 15 and 16. Oceana DS Contest Voice, first full weekend in October. Oceana DS Contest CW, second full weekend in October. 2016. Harry Angel, 80 metre sprint, WIA. Provisional date, Saturday, 7th of May. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 6 and 7. 
TARC helping Raf Museum with RD contest and VP70. This year the Remembrance Day contest is happening, again not only on the same weekend as the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, but also over the weekend is the 70th anniversary of Victory in the Pacific, VP70. The VK4KG Memorial RAF Museum Station at Garbutt Air Force Base will be operational during the Remembrance Day contest, commemorating VP70 and tying with the community events organised by the Townsville City Council. Members of the Townsville Amateur Radio Club will be helping museum volunteers operate the exquisitely restored ex-military and aviation transceivers and hoping to put out bid signals on CW and AM during the contest in full view of dignitaries and special guests attending the museum during the weekend. VK4KG will be operational on Saturday, August the 15th from 0300 hours to 0800 hours UTC and on Sunday, August the 16th, 2300 hours to 0200 hours UTC. ICOM has announced preliminary details for the 2015 D-Star QSO Party, an annual contest that promotes the amateur radio around the world through D-Star, Digital Smart Technologies for Amateur Radio. This year's global event will take place over three days from Friday, September 18, 0000 hours UTC, to Sunday, September 20, 2400 hours UTC. ET Ethiopia ET3AA is operating from the Ethiopian Amateur Radio Society Club station on the HF bands until August 21st. QSLs via US0LW. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the mid-north of South Australia. It can be heard on VK5RMN 146.700 at 9am Sunday. I'm Bob, VK5MRW. I'm Brian, VK3GR with Worldwide Special Interest Group News beginning at Final Frontier and Alternate Satellite Frequency. A panel of international advisors has been encouraging radio amateurs and satellite developers and builders to return to the practice of satellite uplinks and downlinks on 29 MHz as a way of providing alternatives to overcrowded band segments elsewhere on the spectrum. One panel member, Ray Seufer, W2RS, noted that 29 MHz had a solid history for those purposes going back several decades. The segment of the band between 29.3 and 29.510 MHz was used for downlinks beginning with Australis Oscar 5 in 1970, followed by AMSAT's first communication satellite, AMSAT Oscar 6, two years later. AMSAT Oscar 7, launched in 1974, is the sole amateur satellite today actively using a 29 MHz downlink. The older satellites were of course larger than the CubeSats in use today but many of today's CubeSats, in use by science researchers and universities, are utilising amateur frequencies and overcrowding band segments at 145 MHz and 435 MHz. The International Amateur Radio Union envisions 29 MHz as a way of relieving some of that traffic. Now IOTA, AS103. Operators will be active as BV9A, from Peng Hu Island during the RSGB IOTA contest this weekend, July 25-26, as a multi-op, all-band, mixed-mode, high-power entry, QSL via BV2KI. And OC201, operators Wes and John will be active as ZL3TE Portable and ZL2DD Portable, 
from Rackano Island during the RSGB IOTA contest with individual entries CW and SSB, QSL via their home call signs. Now to ILLW. A celebration and promotion of Marine Beacons, the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, has attracted 370 registrations from 33 nations, with at least 100 more expected before the fun event is held on August 15 and 16. On the top of the registration table is Germany on 65, Australia with 60, USA has 50 and England about 40. At least 10 registrations each from Argentina, Canada, Denmark, Netherlands, Scotland and South Africa and Sweden. Many more countries have much fewer, but are most welcome. If you need further information and registration guidelines for a marine beacon, visit the website www.illw.net. To Worldwide Special Interest Group's Medical, Health Effects of Electromagnetic Fields. The EC Scientific Committee on Emerging and Newly Identified Health Risks has published their opinion on potential health effects of exposure to electromagnetic fields. The report notes, Overall, the epidemiological studies on RF, EMF exposure do not show an increased risk of brain tumours. Furthermore, they do not indicate an increased risk of other cancers of the head and neck region. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Disaster Training for Manila. The Philippines Amateur Radio Association is ready to play its role alongside other agencies in this week's earthquake drill run by the Metropolitan Manila Development Authority. Jojo Vicencio, DU1VHY, advises that the main area of concentration contains 17 local government units, with some peripheral to Greater Manila as well. PARA understands that possibly some stations will form a contingency to cover Manila if national officers are wiped out under the scenario. It will use the International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 template for the earthquake drill on July 30 at 0230 UTC till about 0530 UTC. Jim Linton, VK3PC, Chairman, IARU Region 3 Disaster Communication Committee, told us... PARA, using DX1PAR as control, will be on the 7.110 MHz center of activity frequency for emergencies and local VHF frequency of 144.74. So will you be in Bowen this Saturday, July 25th? Even if you have to borrow Bronwyn's helicopter to get there, head along to the Mitre 10 as the Sundays Region Endurance Riders Association, Inc., will be out the front from 8am to 1pm making, baking, cooking, all the while with a fundraising sausage sizzle. The members of the Townsville Radio Club ask you to head there, say hi to the wonderful WRERA volunteers, and buy a sausage sambo or 12. Finally, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Youngsters on the Air. Yoda 2015, Italy. Lisa Linders, PA2LS, Chair of the IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group, reports the Youngsters on the Air event took place last week. The fifth Youngsters on the Air started last Saturday in Marina di Massa, Italy. This year for the first time, also teams outside Europe from Oman, Tunisia, South Africa, travelled to the Yoda event. All committees are organised by ARI and handled by ARI Tuscany Regional Committee. The youth had the opportunity to take part in a U.S. license exam, tasted food and drinks from all countries, 
and listen to a presentation from the Italian de-expedition team in Africa. That's all I've got for this week. Brian, VK3GR, signing off. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Now let's wrap up WIA and the National News Service with a look at the social scene. Gee, pretty quiet. Nothing until September. September 12 in VK4, Sunfest at Wombai. September 25 to 27 in VK4, Chark AGM, the weekend camp Fairburn near Emerald. October 2 to 5 in VK4, the Cardwell Gathering, Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 25, would you believe VK4 again, the Gold Coast Hamfest at Broadbeach. Also October 25, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention at the Greyhound Track, that's in VK3. And November... In VK3, QRP by the Bay, details from VK3YE. It's held the second Saturday in November. In 2016, in February, February 13, Merck Hamfest, 10am at Werribee Masonic Centre. Feb 28, EMDRC Hamfest at the Great Ryrie Primary School, Heathmont. April 29 to May the 2nd in VK4, it's the Clareview Gathering. Check the Mackay Amateur Radio Society website. And June 11 to 13 in VK5, the VK Fox Hunting Championship and Serg Convention, Mount Gambier. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.